Hi everyone, this is Scott and with MarTech Talk, and we are fortunate today to have Ileana Stareva from HubSpot with us. Uh, Ileana is author of the new book, Inbound PR. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. This is a great opportunity. I'm excited to talk to you today. Uh, we're excited too. So uh, I know uh, in, um, I just ordered this book for the whole staff. I didn't tell you that. So I got like a dozen <laughs> copies. Not the, There's a little sharing that's going to have to go on. That's not going to cover everybody. But I wanted the, the serious, I wanted to see it was the serious readers who had come to my office. And so I put them out on a first come, first serve. It was kind of a hunger games. But they're all gone. They're all distributed. And um, and then and then we'll you'll either buy more or it'll get handed around. But uh, people are really loving the book. We actually have we do lunch and learns and what we call Idea Grove Universities um, all the time with internal and outside folks for professional development. And just uh, out of the blue on a different topic, someone who had been reading your book um, just started talking about it, and uh, people were really engaged by it. So I think you're doing a real service with this book. But before I go any further. Can you tell people uh, what the book's about and what PR, inbound PR is? Sure. Um, first of all, uh, I'm thrilled that the team is reading the book and finding it interesting and engage and are engaging in a conversation. That's definitely uh, one of my goals that I had with publishing the book. And inbound PR is about combining the strengths of traditional PR and really what PR people are great at, which is the whole content creation piece and storytelling, and then elevating it even more with inbound marketing's biggest strength, which I believe evolves around measurement. And as we all know, measurement has always been the most difficult part with PR, very much since its very existence. Um, numbers is just not something that PR people naturally do. It's not something they study. They don't do finance. They don't necessarily do business. They really go there and nail that whole writing and storytelling piece. So inbound PR um, was, I started really blogging about it. I have a blog. I've had it for seven years and it's been my vehicle to share my learnings and get feedback as well. So it's almost like a thought leadership thing that I'm doing. And I started blogging about that. People started responding to the concept. There was genuine interest in that. I started doing public speaking and, and then came the prompt also to write a book. So really the whole goal with the book and the reason why I wrote it is because I felt that there is a need for the peer industry to really transform itself, to be way more relevant to the digital future that we live in right now. I feel that peer professionals are still lacking behind, especially also um, other industries like marketing, marketing and advertising. They've jumped on the bandwagon of a lot of the possibilities that digital offers us. And so I think that the book itself and then the concept itself can really be that mindset change very much needed for peer professionals to take that seat at the table um, as advisors, as trusted advisors. I think it's great. I think it's such an important mission because, you know, as I mentioned to you uh, before we started, um, I started blogging in 2005 and uh, became very interested in how without me even trying, you know, the fact that I was blogging early among PR practitioners started getting me leads in business. Yeah. And, and the, you know, I was suddenly became more and more interested in looking at the numbers of folks coming to my site, figuring out how to turn more of that into new leads. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to this day and, it's 13 years later, uh, and the first six years was just me before I decided to, to take the plunge and open a business, and we have 25 people now. But um, 
half of the business we've gotten to, the, to date has been through search, uh, which has been driven um, principally by blogging started 13 years ago. And, and as HubSpot folks talk about, um, you know, often your older posts are the ones that are bringing you the most leads and just updating those and re refreshing those are really important. So Nick, if that's how we built our business, and so I kind of naturally gravitated to it. We became a HubSpot partner four years ago. We're a platinum partner now. But I've been evangelizing all these years because I feel, as you feel, that um, PR people are great storytellers. PR people are great at what I call, what we call now organic marketing, which is mm -hmm. earned, what we call in PR earned media. So why is the numbers, why is the analytics, what is it that has prevented more PR firms from stepping into this field where in terms of the content they produce, in terms of their understanding of their clients and their clients' audiences, it would seem this would be unnatural for PR firms. It is indeed. And I think it comes down a little bit to an unwillingness to step outside of your comfort zone and really disrupt that status quo. Because for years, PR has predominantly dealt with traditional media in very traditional ways with very traditional pitching and so PR people were simply used as the intermediary to work with yet another intermediary the media um, to place some positive coverage about a client or brand or whatever in the news basically whereas nowadays you can do that all on your own you can reach your audience regardless whether that's potential buyers or that's even media people you can reach them through as you said the thought leadership writing and blogging um, and so on that you do on your own channels but uh, so I think it comes down to like the whole history of it and it, it generally it is difficult to measure the impact of traditional media, especially if it's prints, I, I think no one is going to, um, you know, negate that. However, I think it comes down to education, to a large part of that, and then to an unwillingness to change. Um, on, the, on, on the education piece, if you look at any PR course or um, university degree, most of them don't even have anything around finance or numbers or startups, um, none of that, spreadsheets, etc. So when you come out of university, you have great ideas around the stories you can tell. You are certainly creative, but you don't think business-wise. So you don't have that acumen that you really need to think about, all right, well, this, this client of mine, this is what they're trying to achieve overall for their business. And here's the role that I'm going to play and the impact that I'm going to make there. Whereas in PR, traditionally, you start very much from the tactics rather than overall strategic goals to then figure, figure out the tactics. So it's almost like the other way around. Mm. And then the second thing is around the unwillingness. Um, I've monitored the PR industries for industries. I've worked in it itself. I'm very interested. I joined societies, etc. So I do a lot of um, thinking and working in it and researching it, etc. But I think PR, the PR industry, uh, unlike other industries, traditionally has been slow to jump on the bandwagon of new developments. Take, for example, social media. I think PR people are just naturally um, suited to drive social media and any conversations around it really to be those community managers because that's what PR people do. They build relationships. However, I remember a few years back when social media rose, PR wasn't necessarily you know, quick enough to actually jump and realm the whole social media piece and a ton of social right. media agencies arose. Marketing agencies started doing all of that. So, you know, and, and there are a ton of awards that have been won not by a PR agency in that spectrum. So it's, it's yeah, really these two pieces, in my opinion. 
Yeah, that's super frustrating to me that it's, that it's evolved that way. Um, do you think that a lot of PR firms also are, are used to, <clears throat> I think PR firms built, the, many PR firms kind of built their reputations on the idea of uh, tightly controlled messages and the idea that you had to go through some chain of command to make sure mm-hmm. what public statement was, was just perfect and all your I's were dotted and T's crossed and and things are more fluid now, not just for PR, but for the media. It's just in terms of communication. You can't, if you if you hold too tight, things too tightly, you just lose it all. You know, it's just a different world uh, from how, uh, just philosophically in, in terms of, of of how PR people um, treated messaging and, and how to get out a message versus today, would you say? Absolutely. You're no longer authentic if you're trying to control the brand messaging out there. I feel like brands nowadays and companies nowadays, their, their, you know, their brand, their personality and everything is, is to a larger piece created by their customers and the way people see them rather than what you're actually trying to convey as a message or as a personality type or as a brand image or whatever. You know, you can work with a, with a branding agency, you can work with a PR agency, you can try to convey various types of messages whatsoever, but if your consumers or buyers don't see it that way, you're never going to uh, succeed in that game. Absolutely. What do you think about... Um... Well, let me ask you this first. Um, if you were a PR firm that was thinking, boy, this would be a great direction for for me to go in. I mean, you've got to look at the reality is traditional PR as a practice is dying. Uh, you mm. evolve or die at this point because when you've got you, – you've got to look at the writing on the wall the same way – Gosh, I worked in newspapers when I started out in my career, and and I would just it was it was rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. You know, you, you cannot continue to build a, 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 a multi-billion-dollar business around printing presses. At some point, you have to figure that out. And in PR, when you see that we've gone from a one uh, of a three-to-one ratio journalist to PR people to a one-to-one ratio yeah. to now it's three three to one the other way. So, and most of the placements today are bylines as opposed to interviews simply because you have an unlimited news hole online, you need content, they don't have any staff, they need you to write this content, which is great as long as you're repurposing and using it in your, at all stages of your funnel hopefully and getting more use out of that time and effort, but you've got to be able to step back and say, hey, you know, what I was doing before everything's changing, I need to say, look at the bigger picture, which would be integrated PR and marketing. And so my question is, if if you're a PR person who's kind of looking at that and seeing it, what are some ways to get started? Sure. I think there are multiple ways to get started, but it all has to come down to your goals, right? Like, how do you want to develop your business? Where do you want to go next? What are your current capabilities? What are the nearest and the easiest capabilities you can develop? Because essentially, whatever type of service you want to provide, you, you'd be able to sell it, but would you be really able to execute on it uh, if you don't have the internal capabilities? So it's gonna have to start with that learning and you're probably going to have to pick uh, one area, one additional area to develop rather than do it all. Um, ideally you focus first, do it really well and then continue adding more and more and more and more. And I think if, if we look at the inbound methodology in general, and in my book, I talk about the inbound PR methodology, it's quite easy to create new types of services that you can offer, whether that's around, you know, 
content creation, blogging, building a newsroom. There are ver various different opportunities around the methodology itself um, and also around the different types of media. I think as a PR agency, you're going to have to look at your clients and how, what they are trying to achieve and where you can actually help them do that. We, you know, the PESA model, right? Paid, earned, owned, and shared media. So these four different media types also gives you additional opportunities for services you can start offering and building capabilities to deliver. Um, that might still be traditional, but more with influencers. Perhaps that's an area to get started with uh, and start offering a little bit more, maybe digging into more into social media, maybe, you know, blogging for the clients um, as well. That can be another area too. So, yeah. So that I guess really just to sum it up, I think yeah, we have ahead, a bit of a delay, <laughs> but it, it really is just like, you're going to have to decide where do you want to go? You need to see it, your client's needs, um, which ones can you solve? where can you develop the capabilities to, to really do it well? That makes perfect sense. Um, I think, um, you know, we, uh, to uh, confession, you know, we at times have tried to take on a little too much too soon. And so now we, we've learned over time to, 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 to not do that and to, to really get good at one thing before we try to do another. So, for example, for us, within what HubSpot offers, and, of course, HubSpot has moved from the funnel to the flywheel and, and it's introduced Service Hub, which is great, and we're using it. We're using Knowledge Base uh, and, and those tools. We and we are used to CRM. We're in the CRM every day. We do some advice uh, around of the the CRM for our clients, but we've decided, you know, since we started over here with PR, we wanted to get really, really good at everything that ties to digital marketing and marketing hub, and and evolve to the other pieces as we felt more and more solid. Um, uh, right now, the marketing side's about half of our revenues, the PR side's about half, but I think that we are very cautious about, you know, balancing, you know, getting out there with not doing, you know, ready, fire, aim, that you, you really have to maintain your, your reputation. If you've gotten, if you've been really good at PR, start out small, as you say, so you make sure that the things you offer you're really good at. I had an idea that I just wanted to throw by you and see what you think along the lines of things that a um, traditional PR firm could do to kind of get their dip their toe in the water a little bit. Uh, we've been um, experimenting with something that I, I feel I'm really excited about, and I wonder if you've come across other agencies that are doing it. Um, I mentioned before, you know, we both know that the, the number of PR people has exploded, the number of journalists, uh, media outlets, um, the places to place your story. Um, the number of journalists has declined. The number of outlets of all shapes and sizes has increased. Um, we as the audience have become more and more fragmented in terms of how we spend our time. You can't count on someone to read the local paper or to watch a certain channel on TV, um, people uh, are, are, could be anywhere. So the same is true with the media placement. So I'll give you an example. Let's say all of our clients, we work in B2B technology, and so we're very focused on getting in those key trade publications. But the reality today is opposed to a time when, you know, those publications would arrive in print form on the desk of the, of the C-level executive, these days they're online and it's much less likely that they're actually going to be read. And so what we've been proposing to our clients, because what happens is, you know, 
they know that a lot of their, their target market market is not going to read that placement. So the salespeople will mention the placement in the sales email. Hey, because it gives credibility, right? Hey, we were just in eWeek or we were just in this publication or that publication. Um, my thought, and you mentioned newsrooms, is you know, you do paid to uh, through remarketing, through um, IP targeting, other means to draw people's attention to the media placement that you can then take people not to a business wire press release so they get the traffic, but to, to your newsroom, for example. So you could leverage the credibility of a third party. Uh, it's Gartner. It's a, it's a tier one media outlet, whatever. It's a key trade publication in the industry. And then bringing them back to you and use that. Does that do you feel, feel like many PR firms are doing things like that? And do you see the opportunity for it? I don't see many PR firms doing that, unfortunately, and I do see the opportunity for it because I feel that PR firms spend so much time on actually working and uh, working on those stories and getting the clients in those important trade publications, which are important, right? But it is challenging to make sure that the people you want them to read them actually do read them. So you're going to have to experiment with those various other types of how you're going to spread the message instead of just expecting that, oh, we published it on this trade publication, they're going to go find it. They're not going to go find it. So there are various avenues. You mentioned some, given it's a sales. I think very few PR organizations actually work well with the sales organization, and that's a massive missed opportunity. All those resources should be part of the sales collateral. The sales reps can be, can be, should be using. And certainly, if you end up building a well, a well um, thought out as well, well organized in terms of its architecture and newsroom on your website, the it, the, mo the most obvious benefit there, of course, is SEO. And we spoke about thought leadership, right? You you mentioned that earlier um, on with your blog how much of your business is coming from the blog and also from other articles. So if you start amassing all that content on your newsroom, this, this is clear benefit again for your SEO. So 100%, I think that's a great idea. Whatever tactic you can get and you think it's helpful to make sure that this trade publication actually reaches your intended audience, you should be doing that. Um, yeah, I, what, what do you think uh, about something else I've been thinking is, you know, one of the things I was really, I was actually at Partner Day when uh, Service Hub was introduced, and I, I really love it. I mean, I love knowledge. It's, I've never seen an easier way to publish content on knowledge base. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. I could be on there all day, but um, I did get a little jealous. I thought, gosh, do you think HubSpot will ever add a PR integration into their software? Do you think that's anywhere in the future, or, or do you think it's just too a bridge too far? That could happen. Um, so the way the way these things work um, really is most of the time on the other software vendor. Um, typically, you know, they they can fill out an application. We review those application forms, and then um, other software companies can build integrations with us. It's a process that you need to go through. So I guess it, it's more of a question of whether there's interest um, in other peer firms as well to integrate with us. I certainly know of one. Um, they are more in their startup phase, but they will be reviewing that very soon in the, over the next couple of months. I don't know if you've heard of Prowly. 
I have not. I'll check it out, though. Yeah, check them out. A really cool guys. I actually met up with them for the first time face-to-face in London a few weeks ago. They're based in Poland. It's a steel startup, but they have a really cool software. I quite like it. It's, it's CRM. It's a way for you to manage your media contacts. But in addition to that, it has the so-called brand journal, which is a super easy way to build sort of like a newsroom, right? Like my book's newsroom, for example, oh, is built on it. That's cool. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, how, how landing pages on HubSpot function, right? So it's yeah. pretty much like a skinned website there and you just go and put the content in there and, and you have it something, something published out there. So I can uh, send that over to you. You can take a look, but it's, yeah, I like the it. software. Yeah. I'll send it over to you now um, over here in the, I'll, I'll share it in the, I'll share it in the post that, that goes with this video too. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I quite like these guys. I'm hoping that, you know, they'll, they'll be ready um, because it's obviously a massive undertaking, right? Like creating the integration with our software involves a lot of time and effort. So not on just our end, but even more so on the, the other software companies. So it, it, I'm hopeful that in the future we will have a good integration. And I'm, I'm hoping that it's going to be with Prowly. I really like those guys. Um. Ileana, uh, one question uh, I had is I'm curious how in the sales process when you um, are integrating PR and marketing services and, and how this is described to clients, how do you, I know that, that HubSpot is talking about a flywheel now rather than a funnel, um, but most clients uh, still think in terms of a funnel. Where does PR fit? We've kind of uh, gravitated around using the term above the funnel in a sense, and this kind of demand generation that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a step that's really important to set the stage for, for having, a, having a, a successful funnel. But how do you kind of put it together if you're kind of making an a integrated pitch as a PR firm? Right. So I always say that it has to be integrated, right? It can't, you can't just say this is what just PR does and this is what just marketing is going to do for you, right? So we're going to have to be integrated. And typically what I say too is what I have in the book, it really depends on what are you trying to achieve or what is your client trying to achieve, right? Because you're going to offer specific services specifically for that client based on their goals. So sometimes if it's really just that thought leadership and awareness sort of generation, right? Um, like the creation of content uh, to start ranking on Google, um, you know, just, just sort of like start building up a brand <clears throat> that may easily just fit in at the, at the top of the funnel, right? You're not necessarily affecting the bottom of the funnel just because that's not your goal. So I would link it to that. And then for most of the clients, they do come and see PR work often because they want to be seen as thought leaders and thought leadership really is throughout each of the stages of the old methodology and also I would say even the the new methodology right with the with the flywheel now so it, it could be anything because you can attract um, and that's again the that whole um, top of the funnel through the awareness you can engage as well right like if you're using that peer collateral with your salespeople to, to sell but then you can also delight and in the book I talk about how PR is the only unique industry out there that deals with multiple types of stakeholders. You can still deal with the buyer. You can deal with the media whom you may want to delight on an ongoing basis. Right. But at the same time too, you deal with employees as well. You may want to continue delighting them. They are the voice of your company. Um, So you're going to have to do that employer, employer branding um, and employee branding, et cetera, as well. So it's it's kind of, I I don't think there's an easy answer to this question. I, I really do believe that it kind of like depends on the goals and what are you trying to achieve. 
Right. Well, um, I, I highly recommend uh, PR practitioners and just anyone who is interested in integrated marketing and, and how PR can better integrate with marketing to read uh, Ileana's book. Um, you, you're going to be at Inbound next week. I am, uh, and I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. And also, anyone who's there, feel free to tweet me. I'm around, happy to meet up with um, pretty much anyone going there. It's an awesome event. I can't wait. So, are you presenting? No, not this year. I'm not presenting. Not uh, no, not this time. Um, I did present two, two years ago, I believe, on Imon PR, exactly. And this year, I'm focused just on meeting with people. Well, great. Well, we'll, uh, we'll try to uh, connect. Uh, we're going to have a cohort of the uh, four of us and uh, would love to, to find time to do that. But yeah. in the meantime, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for writing this book. I think it's really going to, to hopefully have a big impact in helping more PR firms to realize what they can bring to the table in terms of sharing, taking the things that they're really good at and, and adding this component of the quantitative measurement and analytics and tying PR and thought leadership to all stages of the funnel. Um, I think it's, a, I've been telling people for years in PR that you, at a certain point, you're going to be a dinosaur if you don't know these things. Exactly. I think it's kind of an so um, I think you're doing a, a great service to the to profession with, with the book. So thanks very much. And I look forward to hopefully seeing you soon. Thank you so much, Scott. This was great. I really enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to meeting you next week at Inbound.